Hello? This is... Hello? Can you hear me now? Hello? Hey, hey, there you are. Hey, did you hear me? No, I didn't hear anything until just now. Bro, I just had the whole introduction laid out. Okay, so this is the Traveling Cam Show. We're going to be talking mm -hmm. about butt stuff. Senses, friends, family, some car accidents that just nearly happened today. Just to really? start. From there, yeah, yeah, let me finish. Let me finish before you interrupt me again, Cameron. Okay, let me just, let me, thank you, thank you. First off, I'd like to thank uh, thank you, Cover Me Carrot, for the awesome art. Anybody wants the kind of art that I have for my uh, emblem on Spotify or on here, ask for Cover Me Carrot on Instagram, K-E-R-R-O-T. Uh, some rules, be respectful, two strikes and you're out, so no racist shit. Uh, make sure you have a clear background. No crazy noises in the background. We won't be listening to you if you have some nastiness going on. Cameron, please go ahead and introduce yourself again to the crew. Well, my name's Cameron, and I live in Italy, and me and Travis have known each other for quite a few years now. So welcome to our podcast, and we should have some crazy-ass stories for y'all. I hope so, man. So what you been up to, man? How you been? How's your day? Uh, my day has been pretty chill. Hung out with some friends, worked on the car. That's about it. Nothing, nothing crazy interesting. Who do we have listening? Who I want to know. Oh, we have Karen listening. Welcome, Karen. Yeah, welcome, welcome. So what about these car accidents? I want to hear about this. Okay, so you're going to love this part. You're going to love this part. All right, so... Dad and I, I'm at my dad's house now out in northern Minnesota. And we're driving. We're going to go grocery shop and get some food for the dinner tonight, some din-din. Uh, steaks, potatoes, corn, the good stuff. You know, having a really good barbecue today. Mm -hmm. And usually on these car rides, Dad and I are just chit-chatting. You know, Dad's sitting there quietly while I ramble on, ranting and raving about my intelligence and how cool I am. So as we get to the store, we get, we're driving back home. And he gets a call. And uh, Andy, my stepmom, she, she, her car broke down. For like the seventh, this keeps happening. So we're like, all right, all right, we're turning around. We're going back another hour to go pick her up. We pick her up and we're heading back. You know, we're just all having a good time. The puppy's with us. We go test out the Ford Bronco, having a great time. Everyone's loving it. The new Ford Bronco. The new Ford Bronco. Fantastic automobile. Wow. Anybody looking for one? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a sport and then there's the, there is the, I think it's oh, in the bravado. No, 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 no. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good one. Uh, anyway, so I'm looking this up. We're driving back after this great day, beautiful day. A little bit of a hiccup with the the uh, the breakdown, but um, let me listen to this and I'll answer the rest of this. Hey, what's going on? It's the Trav and Cam show. Cool, cool. Fantastic. Thank you for that. What's that up? Was... Thank you, Sky. Skywalker. Yeah, totally. Totally didn't see right. that one coming. Anyway, so we're, we're driving through we're driving through this tiny town. 
driving through this tiny town. We're going 40. This guy's in the turn lane. And we're approaching that spot. And he starts turning into us. And my dad, he's got, you know, years of experience under his belt, whips the wheel, misses the guy by a foot. And this guy's completely in our lane at this point. Misses the guy by a foot. And we start careening off the road. And we're going like, and he, you know, he's pressing on the gas, but he's doing it right. Mm-hmm. And before we hit him, before we hit the the trees or in the mud, I mean, my dad's just making this happen where we just survive this. And we, you know, we're all clenched, you know, freaking out. The guy pulls over and my dad... Mm-hmm. My dad's not a, a tall man. My dad's not a big dude, but he is mm. the most terrifying man I've ever known. He right, he gets out of the car. And this man this man is like my age, young kid, starts shitting himself. Like anybody who's ever seen my dad, he's terrifying, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. He mean mugs this kid and he's like, You are lucky. And then we all just get back in, breathe, and we're we're on our way, man. But that, what are the odds that I would have died right on my new podcast you know how great would that have been that would have been crazy dude i wouldn't be here right now that's for sure yeah but how often does this happen where we get you know these close crazy calls that were just inches of luck you know and we could have died anytime and it just doesn't happen i don't know it just made me think today it makes me wonder like if you believe in heaven or hell like or you know it'd be cool you like go to the gates and there's this book and god's like yo what do you want to see and you like flip to the page or the chapter where it's like oh yeah these these are all your near close deaths that i uh planned <laughs> i planned yeah. all of these i just wanted to show you that i that's how much power i had and so you're looking through it and you're seeing like weird stuff like went down slide first grade <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, what do you mean what <laughs> What almost happened then, man? What are you, what are you telling me? That I almost had breaking my neck, you know? He plays it back, and yeah. there's, like, this guy hunting in the forest, like, you know, eight miles away. Yeah. And somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his bullet misses the deer, and if you didn't go down that slide, it would have whizzed right through you. Man. Anyways, uh, I actually had a, no, that's a, that's a, great a example. very, very similar story in France, and it was, like, probably just after sunset so like the sky is still kind of red but i can't, the sun has definitely gone over under the horizon already and yeah. it was a new year's weekend with this guy named daniel suarez i don't know if you've heard of him or you know him yeah i met suarez before he left okay so we're driving uh and it's a four-way intersection i definitely have the right of way mm-hmm. and it and it wasn't uh, and I had, I didn't slow down or nothing. And I was talking to him kind of like how I'm talking to you distracted, yeah. you know, barely paying Just attention filmed. to the road, barely paying attention to the road. And this car comes out at this intersection, uh, and on the intersecting road and comes out like as if he didn't have a stop sign or nothing. Uh, no stoplight. It was a stoplight intersection actually. And, uh, just comes out and I swerve just behind his trunk mm-hmm. and he's, he slammed, he got so scared. He slammed on the brakes in the middle of the intersection and stopped. We, I could probably stick my finger out of the window of my car <laughs> just past my mirror. And I would have clipped his trunk with my fingers. So I was about a finger's length from that car and Suarez is, is never wears seatbelts. 
And he's all oh, fucking, no. and he's like freaking out. And he's like, Cameron, we're live. Holy <laughs> shit, we're alive. And like, and, he, and I'm like there, like straight faced, like still trying to cool process. Cool the cucumber. Yeah. But I, like, I'm trying to process what just happened, but it was strictly reaction. It was not like, like me being a badass or nothing. Like, by no means am I the best driver. Uh, I'm pretty decent, but not like the yeah. greatest you know, Formula One racer, rally car driver, none of that. And yeah. I'm still processing, and he's like gassing me up, making me all happy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was intentional. I decided I knew if I went left. I knew the vehicle since he was traveling left. If I would have went left, we would have wrecked. Oh, you're just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my uh, near death car accident. Oh, and there's man. been a couple other times, like. Ever since driving in Sicily, I am definitely more, I would say, not a uh, reckless driver, just more carefree. Because here, if you drive precautiously, you are getting in an accident. If you drive like an American, you will get in an accident. Here, you kind of just have to drive as if there's no rules and the road is yours. No one else's. And that is the only way to survive. Because if you stop at a stop sign... You're not supposed to stop at a stop sign. That, that just makes too much sense. You have to just drive through it. What? Yeah, I've gotten in so many... Oh, we got a message. Oh, no, we don't. I guess I, I uh, miss, miss saw it. Anyways, okay, I've gotten okay. in so many, so many close, close car accidents because of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy how each country has their own way of taking uh-huh. road regulations into effect and now some places are just you know what go buck wild do your thing get nuts and if you survive it you're one of the strong you know you've yeah, darwinism at its finest right there mm-hmm. did you know that um uh, i think all of the girls have been in car accidents i'm pretty sure maybe maybe not karen but i thought hexy Stephanie and Janai have for sure been in car accidents. Damn. No, I think I think Karen was in an accident when she was younger. Pretty sure. Well, she's listening and she can chime in and let us know if she has yeah, or has true, not. True, true. She yeah. just has to wait, get the wait, guts wait. to... Have you been in an accident before? I have never been in an accident. No shit. I've been in an accident. I've caused collisions. <laughs> That's what that, that counts. What are you talking now, about? Talking I wasn't about. in it. I wasn't in the car crash. You've caused the collision. Uh, a little bit. So, so, little so here's, what's not, here's what I'm getting. Here's what my image of this is. As you're walking around, you're walking these walking. streets of Italy. No, no, no. Shush, shush, shush. I got you. I got you. This is, this is the story that you're going to tell me. Word for word, this is how it's going to work out. You're walking the streets of Italy in your nice, tight booty shorts with your little button up. And, your t- and it's like you're showing mid-drift because you're you know, walking all sexy-like. And you're causing accidents on the freeway. Because you walking around with two two peaches up in your up in your shorts there, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's that's exactly how it went. You're, it actually okay. one peach actually fell out. One hangs oh. over the Rolled it rolled out into the street. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, actually, I was a little kid, and this is in my hometown, not like my hometown, but like I guess my parents' hometown, Livermore, California. Mm-hmm. We're we're leaving this movie theater called the Vines Movie Theater. And this Main Street, I think it is on Main Street. Maybe it's First Street. can't remember the name of it. Um, but it's about four lanes wide. Two lanes going one direction, two lanes going the other direction. 
And I am pressing the button. I'm I'm probably like seven years old, just pressing the hell out of this button. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, we got a message. No, no, go ahead, finish your story, and then we'll we'll do messages after your story. Okay, I'm pressing the hell out of this button, and this I'm waiting for the little orange guy on the screen to turn into, or the orange hand to turn into the gray walking figure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. finally, it turns turns gray, gray walking man, and I dart as soon as it turns, and I'm running across the street. I get past the first two lanes, and then the third lane, uh, I cross that one. And right in front of my mom's screaming, <laughs> screaming bloody murder. And she uh, is running after me. And I stop, turn around and look at my mom. And the car whizzes right behind me. Oh, man. And, and she screams and she grabs me. And mind you, this is like a, a custody date with my mom and my dad. Yeah. So... So my dad's freaking out because like he thinks that, that my mom's not raising me right because uh, <laughs> he's not there and you know whatever. And yeah. that car that whizzed past me dodged me from running a red light. From he ran a red, dodged me, and slammed into like three cars parked on the side of the road. Parallel no. Was anybody in yeah. there? Uh not the parked cars, but in his car it was just him. And I don't know how old he was. I was too young to remember. My dad ran over there. And my dad's actually a nice guy. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, And made sure he was okay. Yeah. And then explained to him, like, what could have just happened just then? Because he's like, did you see that kid? That's my son. And then, like, calmly, like, not like your dad, it, t- scary. My dad is a little scary, but, like, calmly ripped him a new one. <laughs> Man, we're lucky. walking. Our parents are lucky that we're not dead. Peaches up, and yeah, 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 yeah. I googled it. 101 deaths per day in the United States. 101. Yeah, yeah. National That's averages it? report 37,000 cash-related fatalities per year. This breaks down to about 101 deaths per day in the United States. An additional 200, 2.35 million suffer injuries and disabilities annually. So it's more, you know, it's just deaths. 101 deaths per day, per day. So let's listen okay. to the, the message. Let's listen to Here. Karen's story about. I like that it right. reads it out and types yeah. the word to text, so we can read the the message and segue into it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. So we, not blindsided. Go ahead, you click. Okay, so uh, very first crash. I was trying to stop, and it was a borrowed car from my dad, and it didn't have brake fluid and Oof. I pump the you know brake and it's not doing it and we're pretty much at a stop light there's a car in front of me and I'm not okay I can't stop I try to swerve to the right and not to the left and I crash into it and then the car behind me crashes into me and it was my very first crash and it was Terrible. I thought I could have killed somebody. Yeah, <laughs> those are tough times. They're they're, they're and your your adrenaline's pumping. You're just like, I think uh-huh. that's the most alive that we are at some points. Like for some reason, I laughed after this car accident recently, or near you know car accident. I was just laughing. 
I just laugh because you know it's it's you feel really alive after that. So I think from now on, I'm just going to drive out and aim for cars, aim for people, see if I feel a little bit yeah. of that juice again running. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I think you get that same rush from like skydiving and like mm -hmm. you know there's a set altitude you're supposed to pull your chute and then you don't pull mm -hmm. it and then they 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 try and like get rid of your diving license but then you're like oh no my altimeter is broken and then you just keep doing it. Why does this sound really specific? I don't know. I'm just okay. my dive license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, we're, we're, at the beginning, you... Yeah. No, no, no. You go first. You had a question. No, that wasn't... I had no question. I was about to segue into more things. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you to do. Sure. I, so... I, I was going to say... <laughs> you go first. I'm going to talk about senses. So the next thing, senses senses will segue into the rest of them pretty good. So like now, like senses, like uh, not 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 what the government sends out every you know I think four years, ten years. It's the yeah. uh, the you know touch, sight, hearing, taste, smell, those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this recently. I found this kind of fascinating. My mom told me a meditation where you where you you close your eyes and you. Try to clear your thoughts as best you can, and then you put your perspective two inches behind your eyeballs. So you're actually, you know, in the middle of your head, trying to envision what it would look like. You know, just being behind your eyes is what it's called. Now, what if we took that experience? You know, I would suggest each each one of you try to do that too. It's actually a really fascinating feeling to just go behind your eyes literally just see behind your eyes now take it to a, a foot behind you three feet ten feet in the air you know keep moving it in different spots now you know try moving it to your fingertips or your toe tips you know try and see what the world would look like through your fingertips like you're holding a pen right you're looking at your index finger while it's holding the pen it's 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 pretty much parallel to the pen's length and then you start writing on the paper, and you're not even half an inch from the page. What does it look like while the pen is writing? You know, so that's just I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And you do it for other things, chairs. You know, what does a chair see? What does a chair sense? You know, does it sense weight? Does it sense touch? Does it sense heat? You know, a tree. Tree is another perfect example. What does it feel? What does it see? You know, hmm. just thought about that. You know, wanted to bring that up. Now, you gave me an idea just now. Sure. What is it? Um, when I watch films, I'm, I'm really like a hypercritical about, you know, cinematography, camera angles, you know, storyline, writing, stuff like that. And tomorrow I'm supposed to go shoot a car. And I need to think outside of the box for camera angles. And what yeah. you just said is kind of like giving me ideas like you writing on a piece of paper instead of me just filming the guy writing on a piece of paper i can film the actual ball of the pen contacting the paper as yeah. it writes each letter and that would be a much cooler shot than human paper writing yeah or what if you uh, take that same perspective you take that same idea and you would become the light bulb the wall the doorknob the the chair, you know, there, there's a, and what's cool about this is you could take it any way you want 
and the main purpose I think of this is to broaden your horizons of your experience, to think outside the box of how you perceive the world, how it kind of impacts you on the daily. And that's kind of the main point of pushing yourself to this kind of thought process. And that's good for you as, as an artist, you know, you're supposed to see things from a different point of view, but no one's ever told me, Hey, what does a blanket look at? You know, what does a blanket see when you're sleeping? <laughs> There's a, you know how monks, some people believe that they can actually levitate. Yeah. I wonder if that meditation and the senses that you're talking about, to me, that's meditation. Yeah. I'm thinking like giving thoughts like that senses. Uh, I wonder if that, that practice is correlated to something that monks do. Cause I know monks do practice like studying the, the way things are around them with their eyes yeah. closed. Yeah. Or they feel everything and they, yeah. they can tell you if someone's walking up um, behind them on grass, a yeah. hundred yards away, you can't yeah. hear it. You can't <laughs> see them. Yeah. But they, but they can feel the grass. Yeah. They can, I, I guess, apparently they can feel the grass being stepped on, and they can tell that the foot is either barefoot or you know wearing shoes or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, and people challenge the monks, and monks blow my mind. Yeah, I mean they they do, you know they they really focus hyper focus on the body aspect of things, the physical and the mental. And the spiritual, you know, they hyper-focus on that, not only in the health, but what they can do with it. And the things that they are able to achieve are so out of our understanding or even reality right now. I would love to, I would love to study with monks at some point to see what I can learn from them. Because I know for a fact, just from doing that one exercise, I am already kind of broadened out and I realize how much I don't know. And it's ridiculous. Like you were saying, the, uh, I feel like we can do so much more with our brains than we give ourselves credit for. You know, mm-hmm. people create entire universes inside their, inside their brains. What's to say we can't float, you know, who's stopping us besides the laws that we've been told like gravity, physics, chemistry, the things that we've stopped ourselves from doing. You know what I'm saying? Like why, why who's saying we can't besides scientists, besides, these the the law which is meant to be broken right there's things that we can't explain and what if that unexplained gives us this i just think it's fascinating keep thinking about this kind of information you know it's hard to put into words but i think it's just a fascinating Mm -hmm. thought process to to strive through yeah it is a, a good thing to strive to i i think that we should you know study more about you know spirituality or fucking self-care or you know instead of spending all this time learning complex math let's learn about stuff like that and maybe maybe the old school things that we kind of like got rid of are actually like necessary to learn they, they help people people do it for yeah. a reason yeah, I know. yeah. But well, there's, maybe, there's... They, maybe they don't want us to succeed <laughs> You know, that's that's a great perspective of that is like who's people want us, the ones that are in success right now, want us to be the sheep, want us to continue working in the cog, working in the machine. And the machine also teaches us, oh, you can be independent. Oh, you can have this and that if you get to doing this and this. 
what don't what aren't we seeing then? What are we missing in our lives that through meditation, through you know X, Y, and Z, that will bring us clarity through the machine? Because what we're to be fair, we're stuck in the machine. True, drugs, right? LSD, mushrooms. People can yeah can see all sorts of visions that are unbelievable to the naked eye. Some could be considered like fake hallucinations, and some of them are like people are having like literal, like eye-opening, you know, like they're like, wow, this is how I should look at this from now on, or maybe uh, even past experiences. They'll they'll like freak out, and they they like have a memory playback in their mind, and instead it's so much more vivid, and they're like, wow, I completely remember that differently or i that's exactly how i remembered it and i'm so glad that came back you know people some people take drugs because they believe in like this thing called a third eye and center of the forehead and all sorts Mm -hmm. of crazy shit i don't know i don't do drugs yeah i mean i i can see like crazy shit like that being true like there's got to be some truth behind some of these crazy you know spiritual hippies yeah. Well, There's the thing is, like, the only the only reason you think it's crazy spiritual hippies is because we've grown up in the modern America, right? If we were 200 years in the past, we'd see Indians as savages. But these guys were doctors and lawyers, and they had their own society where they had drugs to influence their you know spiritual walks, right? But they also had a really great way of life. Same with the Chinese. China, China has had hundreds of years thousands of years of education background and and structure and medicine that's successful medicine that's not modern medicine so all of a sudden this 200 years of modern medicine which we have here is the right way to go i don't believe that i don't i don't and it's of course it's this expensive for the rich only and it's not even a, a end-all be-all you have to take medication you have to continue coming back you and surgery is just to cut open cut open a body and hope for the best. You know what I mean? It's, it's yes, I'm not discrediting doctors because they are amazing and they do amazing work. But I'm saying there's better ways to go about some of these things than the way we're going about them now. The, the You said you brought up some a society that I think is by far, and I'm going to go out like on a crazy whim here, but I think Native Americans lived, and they, granted, they were very violent. Yeah, but some, they weren't perfect. Besides freezing their asses off, and you take the violence out of the picture, they probably had the most, the probably the best society, balanced society, I'd say. Yeah, to our to our best, limited historical knowledge. Yeah, yeah, true, but like the greed, I don't know. They they had a, a massive respect for nature, a massive mm-hmm. respect for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, even though there's chiefs, there's like some tribes that where the chief was like top dog, but there was other tribes where a chief was just another guy in the fucking tribe. Yeah, he was the war chief, but then they had a council of you know the women that would do all the yeah yeah exactly, and they would do all the main stuff. Everything else that wasn't war, they would take care of. Different tribes were I don't know, man. Like bartering systems, I like money, currency across the the world has created so much problems for the human race. Yeah. Native Americans, they didn't hunt, overhunt. They didn't like try and not until like later modern more modern like 
late 1900s or early 1900s. I mean, okay. uh, that's when they started like fishing to, for, to sell it. But, you know, uh, they, they fished within their means. They hunted within their means. They kind of didn't really like just build and build and build. And then whenever they, they'd pack up camp, they would just move to the next place. And there's almost no trace of them besides yeah. like broken pottery or something. Yeah. You know, that's freezing your ass off. If you can mm-hmm. take the mentality of that society and kind of like modernize it, you know, give them warmth and, you know, comfortable living. Yeah. They'd probably be like a really successful nation. That's something and, I want to research more on, dude, is the cultural. Go ahead. Imagine if we never got rid of them. Imagine if that population and that war never happened where we were just wiping them out. Imagine how different America would be today with more Native Americans. You're right. And what our culture would be at this point after uh, that we've all assimilated together, not just them being forced into our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if that whole situation was handled better, that'd be a great way to kind of review that. But I, I, I think I want to go, I want to learn more about this. So, I, you know, I've, I've jotted, jotted some things down. I know there's courses in my college that I'm allowed to take that I could take that are about this kind of information. But speculating on what the world would look like. Now, they weren't technologically forward. They were very much natural, you know, uh, go with peace and kind of uh, live in the society they were living in. Oh, you got the Rona? Sorry. Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. There's a lot that could be different. Like, let's say... I don't know. The, all the French that came or all the Irish that came, how different American, all the African-Americans, or not African-Americans, the Africans who came, like uh, the culture of America could be so different with all that, without all that blood that was shed. Imagine how much more diverse we would be without all that war. If we just took up a part of their culture, just percentages of more of their culture, if we could just... Mm-hmm. Instead of forcing them to be Americans, yeah. Yeah. and we welcomed them. I'm talking like, you know, way back in the day. George Washington yeah. time. Frame. Yeah, yeah. We started earlier with being yeah. a better neighbors. I agree. Yeah. But then again, you could look at that with any society. And you'll mm-hmm. see the same thing that it'll probably be... Who knows? Maybe it would have been worse. Who knows? Maybe adding the two together would have put us back even further. And his progress, his progression, there's a quote I wish I had that was in the People's Version of America, People's Version of History, that talks about is progression more important than human life or society or a culture? If a culture is not up with the times, do we get rid of it and become more uh, efficient? You know, What do we lose? Mm-hmm. I, well, also progression kind of gets fucked up with money again. Money keeps becoming the problem because imagine all, all those people who've already found the cure for whatever you know cancer, and these these guys just disappear or they die mysteriously. Yeah, you know. And does does America want progression? Because most of these doctors are who are discovering this shit are in America, and like there actually there's one recently. She wasn't even in America. She was in Puerto Rico, but that's still one of those uh, territories. 
and she 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 died within like a week of discovering in in a hundred percent of her mice never tested on humans but every single single one of her mice cured a cancer mm. i don't know like does america really truly want progression same with uh, i don't think i don't think it's america i think it's just specific individuals yeah it, it definitely is individuals in okay. powerful positions of America. Nikola yes. Tesla. They said he committed suicide, yeah. but there's also conspiracies where he was murdered. You know? Yeah. What have uh, we you know, what have we lost? Who have we gained? Free and is it the gained, better? I don't know, man. It, imagine a world without money. That's a crazy fucking world, dude. That's a hard thing to imagine. Let's hear what J Dog has to say about this. We'll go back to it. <laughs> That's Jones, I'm pretty sure. So, a world without money, what would that even look like? Hmm? A world without I'm money? To think of a world... Yeah, yeah. What would a world without money even look like? You know, how would we. Yeah, man. You, I, I think I think we'd be a lot more skilled because you can't. How do you How do you get a house for your family if you don't can't buy it? You have to yeah. build it. Yeah. Well, what's the What's the drive besides survival? Besides survival and betterment of your. I think. Relatives. I think that's what is the, the new drive? Besides that, fuck if I know, man. I got like that's mainly what you go to work for right now you're working to survive granted i think every person if listening to this chat if you quit your job you know you would find a way to eat most homeless somehow figure out a way to eat they're maybe fucking hungry but they survive yeah but i guarantee if they took that time to learn like went out in the forest or something instead of staying on the streets and grow something or hunt something or gather something, they would survive much more healthy than staying on the streets. But it's hard to get there. Yeah. Imagine you're in the concrete jungle of Los Angeles. You know how fucking far you'd have to go before you found well, like a... Not even that. Do these people have... Does anybody have the skills anymore to do these things? To, to mm -hmm. live on their own? To build a health shelter? You have to build a shelter at night, get a fire going, get food and clean water all within a week like in a very short amount of time your whole concentration is now on these new things whereas you could live easily through a bed or through the scraps of society mm -hmm. so why Definitely. struggle through arduous times unless you're looking to be spiritually enlightened or changed or do something completely out of your league and maybe a lot of people have and we just don't know anybody yeah. but that's what i said i said that we would be much more skilled because instead of you know buying a house you build the house Instead of buying food, you make food, find food, hunt food. One of the one of the three. You know, you you are gonna get these chickens. You don't want to kill all of them, and you want to make sure you keep at least one male, one female, and you figure out, okay, this female cannot lay live eggs, but this female that was just born from the same batch that we didn't eat uh, can you know, birth live eggs. So now we got three chickens and then all of a sudden chickens get sick and now you're learning how to be a fucking vet. And then, 
you know, you will, by living that lifestyle, you will become a very educated, well-rounded, skilled individual to take money out of the picture. I agree. But Same again, I don't think harvesting. I don't think we could live unless we built micro communities all across the world. And I'm talking within, like you have a 50 or a hundred miles of one community with like a hundred people. And you did that every hundred miles. And at least you two were able to split up a 300 million American people into habitable, you know, communable lands. It's unrealistic. How are you going to house and feed? probably getting up to 400, uh, 400 million, 500 million people in these communities. Because uh-huh. ideally, that's the best way to live, is in a small community of people where you are able to self-sustain of each other and then hopefully barter and trade with another community that has some other crop or you know, agricultural advantage. The one thing we run into, though, is ignorance and hate and, you know, the poisons of America, the poisons of the human mind. Modern society. We don't have. It's not modern. It's just human. I don't think it's modern society. I think it's human. Where we don't like the different people. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's mostly for a, a survival thing, is my understanding of it, is where you have a group of individuals that all work together. Then you have another group of individuals that you don't know if they're good or bad. You don't know if they're going to take the food that you just, you know, grew for your own good, your own family. So you have to, you have to worry about it. Yeah. It's just an old Uh, thing that doesn't need to be nowadays, obviously. We should, uh, you know, thank the people who have tuned in and are still sticking around. We've, we've had a total uh, let's see how many people we've had a total of eight listeners peak of five listeners at one time. And we currently have two listeners live. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. appreciate it. It's not just the two of us shouting to a room. If you guys want to say something, you go ahead. We'll listen to it and we'll reply to it. Um, otherwise we really do a crazy topic. See if you can stump us and give us a topic we've never heard of. And maybe we have to like Google it or something, and we can talk about your topic that you submit. It, I'm on, I'm down for anything. Hell yeah, yeah. But thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. But we are going to continue yeah. our conversation. What is what is another topic that you have? Butt stuff. You said, Let's go into butt said, stuff. Butt stuff. What? Okay. Butt stuff. All right. What? Yeah. So you are into the porn category. You love you love not only porn, but you love the. It's not the, the, the porn itself. You love the idea of making it, of creating it, and of you know being part of that industry, right? The industry, the enterprise. It's more of the yeah. business aspect of it than it is the lustful side of it. Oh, the whole, see, there you go. The whole industry is fucking mind-blowing. And granted, there is bad people in this industry, but there's also a lot of good people in this industry. And it... it it's fucking insane. The, well, the adult entertainment industry is in, insane. Let's go quick, and we will get back to this topic, because this is something I really want to talk to you about. Okay. We got carried. What I think is very interesting that I found out me a couple of years ago is that every 
time that you remember something, you are remembering a memory of that memory. So it's never the original memory. And every time something's going to change within the memory of that memory. So the less times you think about it, the more it stays accurate. The more times yeah. you think about it, the more it alters from its true reality. Mm-hmm. So it's quite the conundrum. If you want to remember something to be what it is, think about it less. That just sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's such a weird human trait. You know, the Black Mirror episode. The Black Mirror episode where she was able to go back and play, uh, you know, memories. Mm, she has a little chip in her brain or whatever, and her boyfriend did too. Yeah, it, it, that like Black Mirror is such a good and bad show. I think like it definitely shows the potential dangers of the the near future, or right? some of them be far fetched future, but still the the bad of technology. Yeah, and uh, it kind of like scares me. What could happen? You know? well, why is it scary? If you you have no control over this, right? You can only do what you can to make it better, to make this whole future reality either prevent the negative that you see in any way you can, or pr- promote the positive. You know, so this memory chip has a great deal of positives that go with it. Mm-hmm. Memory that you, you you remove Alzheimer's pretty much. You just pretty much dementia and Alzheimer's. It's gone. Yeah, think about uh, education. All the stuff that you were taught in school, you'll never forget it. Yeah, or you can actually just scan all that information into this chip. Oh, you know, yeah. that kind of chip. Your, your connection is uh, coming in really broken right now. Is it me or the connection? Because I was kind of broken a little bit. I can't tell if it's you or not. Thank you, Artful Paul, for the follow. Uh, thank you for following both of us. Appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Um, let's see. We got a message from Paul. Hey, guys. Just wanted to say hello on the stereo streets. Introduce myself. Hope you guys have a good show. Give you both a follow. And, um, yeah. Welcome. Thank you for the introduction. Very, very courteous. Very respectful. I, Appreciate that. I like these people on stereo. These, some of these guys are pretty cool people. Yeah, you have some trolls. You have some annoying people. Some really rude people. But otherwise, but Paul, it's mostly Paul, just Paul's fun. welcome. Paul's yeah. welcome to stop by at any time. I'll definitely check out his page. Hopefully you enjoy our uh, our conversation today, Paul. Anybody who's listening as well. Uh, so let's we get back to what we were Adult entertainment industry. What questions do you have for me? What initiated you into this interest uh well i think it started like back push when i started skateboarding i was really big into film you know all that kind of stuff and that was around middle school time frame and then you know middle school masturbation discovery of porn that all hit me around the same time and so when i watch it of course i'm watching it as a middle schooler for you know, those reasons. But then I would start watching it like, what the fuck is the cameraman thinking? I know there's (laughs) more than one person in this room, you know, that's not having sex right now. There's got to be a cameraman. There's got to be a mic guy. There's probably a producer on set. You know, I can see the lights in the mirrors or I can see the lights in the the reflection of, you know, her fucking sweaty ass forehead or something, you know? 
there's it, then you like look into it. You're a little eighth grader. You're like Googling stuff about the adult entertainment industry and you find out it's a whole damn production and uh, it's a lot more work than people think. It's, it's more than just like a cameraman and two people fucking. It's definitely kind of a whole movie set. Yeah, and a then studio I started, program. Like, then you, you, you start expanding more on the adult entertainment industry. It's not just porn. There's there, it, there's sex toys. There's phone sex. There's uh, webcamming. It and it just ex, it's it expands and that whole it's just insane. But so go ahead. No, no, you go. And I'm just rambling. No, why porn and not like the classic media you normally have out here? You know why not uh, film about cars or about you know other things besides. Porn. I know. I feel like I'm just splitting it between the two. Porn, well, like I everything. Said, I, I started off with wanting to make skateboarding videos, and then like I've always wanted to do stuff in Hollywood. Uh, you know, be the next, you know, James Cameron or something, a, a crazy ass producer. But then like ambitions changed, and instead of being, I'm not trying to be like a, a the porn actor. I'm not trying to be the cameraman. I'm not trying to be the producer. I'm trying to be the owner of the whole company, like the owner of Brazzers. The owner mm. of that, that is the level of business, not so much less. It's not about the less, it's just the business aspect of it. That would be fucking insane. It is, and it's also a taboo. I've always been one of the persons like, oh, you like those shoes? Well, I'm going to buy these shoes instead. You know, <laughs> well, you know how many people want to be a little level? Yeah, it's taboo. It's a taboo category. Um, that actually like is more interesting than what people think it's people most of the time they don't even look into it too too deep yeah they're just happy with what they get and they leave i get it Mm -hmm. what kind would you produce you know if you would you create your own new version of things would you have would you hire specific people for their specific talents like i know you were saying you want to be the owner of the whole thing but i think we talked about it before so if I got to that point of being a browser owner, I'm going to have like almost every category. But there was one series, like if I were to only be in charge of a series or a, a, a thing, it would be more kind of like Game of Thrones, where it's, it's actually got like a good storyline to it. But And it's going to be a little bit more than softcore porn. Not where it's like crazy stuff, but enough to where like you're watching episode one and then you're like, oh, shit. All right, I got my rocks off, but I'm gonna keep watching this. This is a good story. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, you'd find out though, next episode drops next month or next week or something. Uh, which yeah. probably, it'd probably be weekly. And then you're like, oh shit, the storyline continues. And then you watch the whole thing, and you're like, I don't even know which scene to jack off to because uh, all of them are great. And then you 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 pick your favorite one. You do you handle business, uh, but people keep tuning in, and that's like, there's already an addiction there. Why don't tap in? Why don't you just tap into two addictions? The people who watch porn are usually addicted entertainment to addiction and the lust addiction at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's crazy, mm. but that that that's just a just an idea. I'm not actually pursuing this or nothing, but you know, it's been. No, but it's just it, it's nice to keep in mind. You know, it's yeah. uh. It's something that is something that will stay around. You know, you know, mm-hmm. 
porn or sex is always a sellable uh, market. And it's interesting to think of that. I also don't think there's enough porn for women out there. Normalize it. That's a good point. Yeah, why is it such a happy thing for a woman? You're coming in broken. Dude, no one here. What? Am I here? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. So what, like, okay. So what, what porn does women want to watch? Obviously, I'm asking you, a woman, to answer this. Um, But I am curious. You know, all I know is there's, like, very few that women watch. But the male side of things is just such a huge, broad horizon of ridiculous shit. What I've found is most women don't actually enjoy watching it. It doesn't. A, a lot of the a lot of women have told me it does nothing for them. What also blows my mind is I find out that a lot of women watch girl on girl porn, even if she's a completely straight straight girl. She's watching girl on girl still, and like that kind of like throws your head for a spin. But it like that's what I've heard, but not like by one, not by like five, but like n- numerous girls. Have all said those things to me. Mm. And it kind of like, huh. And they're like, yeah, I'm completely straight. Or yeah, I'm a little bi-curious. But the guy on girl porn, it it's like degrading. While this kind of porn, it's not. It's more intimate. The girls know what she's doing. You can tell the girl like knows what she's doing to the other girl. And that's what I would like for someone to do to me. Not that it's a girl, but that the girl, you know, it just looks like it's better. And so yeah. that's why I was thinking, and there is a category for porn for women, but this there needs to be more of it, and it needs to be more normalized, common knowledge that like I don't know. Some people disagree because some people think if you're watching porn, you're going to hell or it's cheating or whatever. But like you, you watched Game of Thrones, you going to hell now? Are you, are you cheating by watching Game of Thrones? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that brings up a whole other topic, though. Yeah, but I don't know. Let's let's see what these. Uh, we got a message from Paul. Welcome, Paul. You know, this kind of reminds me of a porn company. Uh, you know, being a gay man, so you know, watching gay porn, they have through men dot com. Uh, they'll really try to think about things that they'll want to do to really change their um their stories so that they're not always so boring but so they'll do like a star wars parody they'll do like a superhero parody where it'll be like you know um like batman versus superman type of thing but you know of course it leads into hardcore sex so um but the one thing that i've noticed with that is that the acting is so bad by the porn actors that it's just kind of like you, you sometimes laugh. But there are some that are actually really good. So, you know, they even do like haunted series and all of that. So that they think a lot of stuff and, you know, it's it's interesting. Hmm. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Oh, good Thank insight. You. It, I, I think uh, he's right about the porn being corny and cheesy because they, they do need to have better actors. But, you know, these actors and actresses and uh whether it's guy on guy guy on girl whatever they're they're not going to school for it and that's actually what i learned about the porn industry is sometimes they do get sent by the business to become better actors or actresses but it's very rare 
because most of the time, oh, most of the time, they do not give a shit about that at all. Uh, but well, they don't need to. That's what I was we're in for one thing and one thing only, generally. But I think that's changing slowly. Yeah, and the need for it, more and more people in twenty twenty one are watching porn than back in nineteen ninety nine. Oh yeah. And it's because oh, yeah. well, our, it's so much easier. our generation it's is more normalized. Yeah, it's our, our mentalities are different, but we do need to improve the the quality of the actors and actresses and their acting skills. I think, and like I think a storyline, I would watch it. It doesn't. It doesn't even have to be hardcore. You know, but it could. It could be. Yeah, I'd it. be down for. There it. could be different versions of it, different types of it. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know how I feel about porn. You know, on one hand, it feels great. But on the other, man, it's like... Desensitize. It is desensitizing you, you know? And there's a lot of problems involved in the, you know, in a lot of young people watching porn now. And that just ruins them for when they get older. And it ruins a lot of men nowadays, too. Mm-hmm. Let's well, see what so- I to say. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, let's see what I was to say. Like one of my favorite, like corniest scenes I've ever saw was actually a straight, a straight uh, scene where there's this guy in a bathtub and this girl walks in and she's, you know, got this like lifeguard gear on and she yells and she says, get out of the water. And he's like, he's like, lady, I don't understand what the problem is. She says, there's a shark in the water. And he's like, oh. And like literally, he stands up and he's like to his ankles in like water. He's like, "Oh, I hope I'm safe." And she's like, "I'll keep you safe." And I was sitting there, I was di- dying laughing. I watched the the just the beginning part just a you know a few times because it was so hysterical. But it was like <laughs> really in a bathtub and there was bubbles everywhere, and so it was it was like, "Oh, okay." Have have you seen the one on going viral on Facebook? It, it pops up every now and then. There's like one with the plumber, and the girl's like, "I need you to clean my pipes," and he's like, "Lady, I just did. You got more pipes or something?" And like, he's just making <laughs> yeah, fun. It's of all, he's like to get it seriously. And he's like, "Well, that's going to cost oh. you about four hundred fifty dollars." And she's like, "Can I pay other ways?" And he was like, yeah. "No, I take cash only." You know. <laughs> And that same guy has another skit where the, the lady's in the bathtub. She's like wearing floaties in the bathtub and she's, help, help, lifeguard, I'm drowning. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing in my bathtub? Like, <laughs> like I think those are hilarious. But yeah. some parodies of porn, like <laughs> real porns, they, they are pretty yeah. fucking funny. And you do have to watch them back. But yeah. Uh, For a whole different reason this time. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I don't know. So that, go ahead. That whole industry, people look at it with such bad eyes, and I I don't think we should. I mean, I understand religion and morality kind of is in there, but normalize it. It would be you'd have to get rid of a religion, which is a whole topic. I think we should talk into as well. It's, religion is a my opinion, not a very good. I don't good. know if you have to get rid of it. Religion? Yeah, I don't think you have to get rid of it for a porn to be normalized. I think I think if we got rid of religion, now, now I'm not saying get rid of like the ideals of Christianity or or or, or, or any of the types of 
religion we have. Faith is a fantastic thing, which I think if you believe in God, more power to you. You know, that is a fantastic thing to be able to say you have in, in your life. But monetized religion is yes, a, monetized religion is a pain on our on our existence, you know. And how much how many deaths have been caused by religious you know enterprises, you know, the crusades and you know, all these wars that we've had, all these deaths. How much, you know, horrible time, hor- horribleness and misery has been caused by religion. I think religion Faith and power alone is fantastic. Yeah, religion and power is a fine line. And I think that's what happens is a lot of people will get a glimpse of power. And that it's not even so much the money side of it. It's more of that greediness for power kind of comes into play. And you you you're this pastor... You're, and granted, these pastors, uh, I'm I'm talking about small church, but even it get, it goes up into large church, like Catholicism time frame. Uh, that's how the Crusades that you're talking about. All that, that sense of power, those guys were telling people to go out there and fight for the Lord. Yeah. You know? And that's just crazy to me. It is fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think you can get rid of it, but I think that's what the problem is. Is not so much the religion itself, what's in the book. It's the human interpretation of that book and the greed and whether that's the human talking about money. Yeah, whether that's talking about money or power. You get both of those from a church. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's someone's input on a, a little bit of the porn industry. I guess a problem I have with the porn industry is that you never really know, um, I guess not all of it, but just a part of it. It's very dark and a lot of the times you don't know where that video is coming from. Yes, it could be very highly um, recorded and everything, but you don't know if that woman or man is being sex trafficked and i think that's something that has to be definitely looked into um but yeah oh yeah fantastic yeah so so pornhub is a website just like youtube youtube cannot control what gets put on there and they do have moderators who take it down or people who review it, and same with Pornhub. Pornhub's got the same thing. And there has been numerous, numerous, numerous court cases of sex trafficked or child pornography being put on all those platforms, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that is something that's very, very hard to control, and there's always going to be that aspect of it. But as a company, like let's say you were a company similar to Paramount Studios or uh, Universal Studios or Brazzers or something like that, you have too much on the line to lose to be filming someone like that. So you verify as a company that actor or actress's identity before you put them into a porn. So that's what me and Travis were talking about. But the that realm does exist, and that is a terrible realm of the adult entertainment industry. But I don't think that that realm uh, or those people – man, I don't know how I'm saying this. I don't think that website condones it. I don't think the adult entertainment industry condones it. I, I think that is a different type of person that is submitting those 
videos or filming those videos or getting a hold of those kind of people. And those are the bad people. The industry itself is not bad, just like any other industry itself. You know, as long as you're doing it to the best mm-hmm. of your ability, you know, um, and there is a lot of like, like religion, like porn, like, you know, manufacturing iPhones, for instance. I mean, there's a lot of poison. When it comes to humans, there's just a lot of evil. Even just something, I don't know if you want to see Spiracy. No, no, go ahead. You, you, you brought up iPhones, but like there's a lot of sweat workers or uh, sweatshops, children working on our iPhones. Mm-hmm. But you, you try and be the next best person and I'm not getting an iPhone, I'm going to get this phone. And then you find out that phone's been made by that thing. And then you get, you're like, all right, I'm not using cell phones anymore. And then you're wearing like, you know, something from Forever 21. Uh, yeah. And you're like, oh shit, that was made by these people. And you know, well, it just it, goes it, back to living in the out in the woods in a community. You know, you mm-hmm. live on your own in a group of people, and that's you know, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have all this crazy darkness. Seaspiracy talks about this is something as simple as eating fish, somehow boiled down to uh, slaves and murder. Yeah. Not murder of fish, but murder of humans. Uh, and that that documentary is fucking insane. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend to watch it. Um, I don't even know how it got on the name Seaspiracy, but still, everything like that, Karen. Uh, thank you for your submission, though, on your thoughts of porn and the porn industry, because I do agree that you know the actors and actresses should be verified before they're getting put on this website. Um, to make sure they're not being sex trafficked or none of that kind of business. Um, but for the most part, the people that like I would watch or someone else would watch, I know their names, and those those people are willingly, you know, knowingly wanting to do this, wanting to put porn on the internet. Well, there is those random people that show up on Pornhub or these other websites, and those people are not. Uh, or not as known if we were, we're yeah. We're yeah. Safe. The verification process definitely does need to be improved. I appreciate how we went from sea pirates to porn to religion all in 10 minutes. It's kind of something that... That's the great um, thing about this podcast. This, the, the, this fucking conversation flows all sorts of directions. And that's how my, th- my thoughts work. We were, yeah. I thought of fish when Karen said, you know, this. You thought of iPhones yeah. when Karen said that. That's the, the yeah. beauty of conversation. It, communication's insane. Yeah. It, it's great. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Hmm. We currently have three live listeners. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We Juck. We juke Gene Hunter. Does someone you know, Travis? That is someone I know. How's it going, Dad? We just got off conversation about uh, porn, religion, and what sea piracy, which brings up another thought is like media, you know, social media, but media specifically. You know, our attention spans have been declining. Earlier, you said you would like to put out an episode every week about your, your, your 
your porn program. If our attentions are declining faster and faster, we need, you know, six seconds of entertainment, then move on. How are we either going to fix that or how are we going to adapt it to just keep with that pace? I don't think we can. You know, I don't think we can keep with the weekly pace of episodes. People just get so impatient waiting for that next drop, next next hit, I guess it would be called. Yeah, well, I think that's the beauty of being a good producer is people will want those 15-minute you know, sitcoms, and then they got those people who have those hour-long episodes, Game of Thrones, you know? Uh, and both of them are recognized as good, but it attracts a different kind of person. Some people can sit down for that long with an attention span, and there's other people who just can't. So you would have to create those kind of porns for different kinds of people. But also, it that's just not just porn. That's just like social media. Uh, there's different platforms for different people. Like YouTube still has long content. TikTok, a little bit longer than Instagram. Instagram, a little bit shorter. And Facebook falls yeah. somewhere between YouTube and TikTok, I'd, I feel. Short or long content. But how... Okay, all right. So... You and I know people in our generation, in generations before us and after us, can't focus on one thing anymore. We'll be watching a movie, and then half the time we'll have to stop or look at our phone. And this is not a thing that we can just solve. What I'm trying to think is, how are we going to fix this problem? You know, and it's it's great that we can attract or or help different members. You know, you can give a six second video, and you can give a twenty minute video for the people that still have that attention span. What are we doing as a society to fix that? So I'm I'm, I'm look that up. I'm looking I don't think there's I don't think there's a society change because most people don't want to get rid of their phones. Most people like can fathom not having their phone in their pocket. That's like it's almost like a thing you check before you leave the house: phone, wallet, keys. It if you, but how do you get rid of people checking it every five minutes? I don't know. We're so connected to this phone because that's how people contact us. And apparently being contactable is important. I want to get the fuck away from everybody and just, you know, build me a bunker in the side of a mountain. And, you know, you want to contact me, come knock on my door. Yeah. Or ring the doorbell into my driveway, which is two miles long. Yeah. But even you, you're, you're on social media all the time. Right, you're always on mm-hmm. YouTube and always on For Instagram and payment and communication. Yeah. Yes, but I'm very bad about replying <laughs> and checking it. But you're still on there, and it's still affecting your attention span. Are you able to focus on one task more than ten minutes? Because that's I rare. Think I'm a, I think I'm a, I'm a bad example, but I can I can I see you're like, a great example. Some... There's a ton of people our age that are just like you and me. We're focused on one thing, and then we have to move on to the next thing, or we have to speed up the current thing we're listening to. Like I speed up my audiobooks or podcasts, one point five two times as fast because I can't uh, I, listen I to it at normal speed. I don't do it because I can't listen to it at normal speed. I just do it because I'm trying to get as much information in a, sh- a short amount of time because time is starting to become important to me. It's not because I I, I don't have the attention span. I I definitely think I'm really good at staying focused on things i can sit down and push out a video you know in an hour if i wanted to 
versus so you're saying you know, you're saying time is important to you but then again we still <laughs> waste our time on youtube and social media if time was important to you, you wouldn't be using those kind of but things. Do as... I do I feel that my time is wasted on YouTube? Because I don't. I feel that my every time on time. YouTube is useful. Not every time, but for the most part, most of the stuff I'm learning on YouTube is useful. But I've always said I watch mm-hmm. YouTube for two reasons, entertainment and education. And I have yeah. different people I've subscribed to for different reasons. Bro, you have said that for a long time. Let's see what Karen has to say. I guess, um, as the saying goes, different strokes for different folks. Um, It has to do a lot with the way that your brain works. If, let's see, for me, sometimes what works to wind down is simply just make a cup of coffee and read or draw or listen to music or just pet my dog. Um, Sometimes even put a YouTube video on and depending on how hard the day or what seems fit for me in that moment and necessary for me to relax and wind down is what I'm going to do. I don't think necessarily is that you need to take away all these things from people um some people need hmm. i guess there's a time okay. limit there's a time yeah. limit on how long they can uh what was that like 60 seconds 30 seconds yeah about so now we know that there's a certain length um while we're waiting for her to finish up that last part of her uh, audio cast the part that blew my mind there's a coffee. She brought up meditation kind of like a, like she does this ritual where she gets coffee to calm down, to kind of re- unwind and to rewind her uh, available willpower and attention. Now, I want to talk about how amazing breathing is. So I think breathing is something that we really just take for granted. Everybody just kind of breathes. And now, you know, sweeping across the nation is like, oh, just take a breath, you know, hold your breath in, breathe in for, you know, do different exercises of breathing. And I think that's fantastic. We are, it's amazing what a single breath, a deep breath can do to kind of calm your mind and refocus you. And, you know, they say when you're in the middle of a heated argument, heated battle, heated anything, take a breath and you will like refocus and recenter. Like before you shoot, take a deep breath. You know, it's crazy what the a breath can do to body, to a mind. The Apple Watches? They, they remind you every, like, I think three hours to do a breathing exercise. And I, when what? I used to wear, yeah, when I used to wear my Apple Watch, I would uh, actually do them. And it's almost like yoga. I've never done yoga, but I would imagine every time that I'm stretching, I do feel better. And when I take deep, deep breaths, like this breathing exercise, they even make you hold your breath, whether you're at an exhale or at an inhale and hold. One of the two. Mm. Uh, it uh, it's supposed to be really, really good for stretching your back muscles, stretching your inside muscles, doing all sorts of crazy things just from breathing. It also helps with swimming, and then also helps with running. So it is beneficial. But people do it for meditation, 
And I've tried it. The therapist that I've talked to through Military One Source, uh, she sent me a couple different things to try that they are used on prisoners. And ironically, they keep giving these military folks prisoner <laughs> shit. You know? uh, I guess that's what I am. They give me DFAC and on the yeah, DFAC food it says for prisoners or military members. God <laughs> damn. Like, yeah, cut me a break. Anyway, um, she sent me some therapy shit for uh, that, and uh, I don't think it works for me. I think I spend too much time focusing on the breathing and listening to what the person's saying in my ears, because I put he- headphones in and I listen, that I cannot uh, feel what it's supposed to be doing. If I could memorize it, though, memorize the patterns, memorize everything, and I can just go sit on a mountaintop and do it or something, you know, I don't have to be on a mountaintop. I can literally do it in a closed room with all the lights off or something, and it'd probably work. But I just haven't taken the time to learn how to do it properly. I would love to try this out with you one time. Yeah. Next time we see each other. Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, something that has changed my life where I'm able to, I do every morning and every night before bed and right when I wake up. That, But, it, but it, it would have to be something where we don't do it and, you know, you're gone in a week. You'd be, have to be like, you, you how, how long does it take to create a habit? Because people have different theories. It's okay. So there's no days. actual number for creating a habit. It's just habitual doing it. It's not a day thing. It's not 50 days, 30 days. It's how long do you do it each day? And how much do you want it to be part of your routine? Because it's a routine thing, not a not a number thing, not a not the amount thing. It's no special specific thing. It's just until you it's part of your routine and you don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like waking up and getting coffee, waking up and wiping your ass after a shit. You know, it's like that's yeah, I do that, dude. You know what I mean? So let's see what Karen has to say real quick. Sure. Come back on. Again. To finish it off, I don't think necessarily you need to be taking things away from people. I think it's a personal choice. Um, for some people, it's good for their brain to stay active. And even though they're active, a different type of active relaxes their brain. Um, but some people do need to have the alone time they do need to go outside and uh, do all those things that involve nature I love nature I do hikes and things like that Um, but yeah it's it's a difficult topic because not everybody can uh, I guess do that absolutely I think we shouldn't (laughs) You're right. I, I earlier I did say let's find a way to fix why people's attention spans have been. You hit this. So, yeah. <laughs> These people don't have good attention spans. <laughs> Electrotherapy. Electrotherapy. Do it, or else you know. <laughs> they definitely have the right to have that. And, less. I'm just trying to fix. I'm just trying to fix people. Carrot. Don't don't tell me that I can't tell people to not do things i'm telling people what i think is best for them and they're i'm right and they're wrong that's just the truth of it okay my sister listen to a podcast about the pythagorean theorem for 24 hours straight and that will not keep my attention span 
we're different people. There's different <laughs> kinds of humans out there. And just because the you're just saying spider- she's smarter than you. That's all. No, that's what I mean. No, and I would much rather listen to the theory of space, like something in space, and that's not yeah. fascinating for her. You know? Yeah. So like those like, murder podcasts, people can listen yeah. to those for hours, and I just instantly get bored. Janai listens to those left and right, and I listen to a couple with, with her, and they're interesting. But yeah, for like the first uh, few kills. It doesn't make me feel good, you know. No. It, doesn't, it doesn't like. It just makes me like, damn, what a crazy world we live in. You know? Why are you listening to this? Why do we? Why do we? Why do I want to hear about all this murder? Why don't we listen to like somebody talk about space travel or the future of America and not all the mass murders that happen continuously? Like apparently there was just a murder, uh, a murder spree up in I think Ohio is what I just heard. Eight people, eight people in a FedEx facility. That was uh, another time this week. I'm talking about it today, 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 like hours ago. Oh, wow. J- just a, a a murder, or was it this a, a no, I, think, I think it was a mall a mall shooting. Okay, so th- there's a difference between that. And, I mean, people still are dying, but like, imagine those. Never mind. I'm not even going to talk about this. There's definitely Nebraska a mall shooting leaves one critically injured suspect, suspect at large. Two mm. people hurt in shooting. So it looks like. Oh, dude! One of my friends was killed on accident in Barstow. What? Uh, like two two years ago. I'm uh, sorry. We I didn't know we, no, no, no. We weren't too too close. We went to middle school together. Uh, or not even middle school, intermediate school, fifth grade, and he was definitely in my friend group. It was like me, uh, Marissa. Carlos and him and Zach. And that's like who would eat lunch with me. But like after that, I left schools and switched schools and we weren't close anymore. Anyways, uh, the, these two guys break into his house, blow his brains out, right? While he's sleeping. Next day, uh, it comes out on the news that he was murdered and everyone's like, you know, no one knows who it is. They're, they know it's two people, you know, missing. Can't find them. Uh, don't know who it is. Any leads, come forward. The same day after that, like the next day, they go back into the same house into a different bedroom and blow the brains out of the person they were trying to kill. And it's so ghetto how it starts to unfold. The reason why these guys wanted to kill the original guy, the the not the original guy, the guy they were trying to kill is because the guy was messing around with his girl. Oh, man. It it is such a dumb, like, I couldn't imagine. Like, I'm I'm fine. All right, dude, chick, I'm leaving you. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go murder two people, especially after the first one. I, I've, oh, shit, I fucked up. All right, maybe that's like, that's someone t- trying to tell me that I, I'm not fit for this. I'm not a, I'm yeah. not a good murderer. Uh, you know, they ended up getting caught because the accomplice, the partner in crime, ended up snitching and ratting him out um, for a reduced sentence. But still... It's just a shitty way to go, getting accidentally murdered. That's that, that can happen at any time. 
you know, none of us are special. None of us have an actual, like that accident, you know, it's just like the accident, except for this was a bullet, you know, this was something he had no reaction to, which, you know, probably was the best thing that could have happened, that he just died and, you know, didn't feel anything. You know, he wasn't in pain for a long time. Mm-hmm. But still, he, so early and so unnecessary that, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what would have happened with him. I mean, I don't care. Okay. I don't know who the murderer is, but I do listen to murder podcasts. I think I have like five podcasts that I listen to that are just basically about murder. And it is a form of uh, informing yourself but also, I don't know. It's just very it, interesting to learn how people die and, and what leads to that. It's entertainment. I would never. I'm telling you, Travis. Go it is entertainment and education. That's what I'm saying, man. I have never. Once I find a girl that like, oh, hey, I listen to these murder podcasts. Oh, I won't piss you off. <laughs> I'll be sure that, <laughs> you know, this is this ends the best way possible because I know my body will never be fucking found. You know, and yeah. that's the thing. The best murderers are never found. You know, the people that are the best at their job, the best of like uh, art robbers or kidnappers or whatever are never caught or never even identified or are just go down in history as nobody. Serial killers, man. Some of them yeah. like will leave notes intentionally to like toy with the investigators to be like, "Oh, you can't catch me." And here's a clue. Like the Zodiac killer or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Like he's toying with the investigators. And you know how, like, you know how many investigators dropped off that guy's case? A lot. No, because they were like so mentally fucked up because that he was playing <laughs> mental games with them. Uh, they they're like, oh, okay, I can't do my job. You know, the, the stress of everyone depending on you to find this one guy yeah. and you can't. And and so you're like, uh, I quit. I fucking quit. He's fucking <laughs> with me too much. And then there's other, those other people like, now that fucking dude's fucking with me. I'm going to fucking find this guy. You know, there's after uh, like three months of that, they give up, you know. Uh, How bored must this killer be or anybody you know anybody who can toy with other people how bored have you got to be to be doing this you know there's a lot of other things you could use your intelligence for but to be ruining other people's lives that is another type of boredom that's all there's probably some psychosis in there there's probably some mental issues you've watched you've watched the saw series right the gruesome no i never i never watched that this is too gruesome i don't need to watch all that blood and gore shit well Take the blood and go out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the storyline of it is actually kind of good. Mm. Um, really, really good. And usually uh, Jigsaw is kind of doing like a vigilante kind of thing. Like he's taking out bad people. Yeah, he's taking out bad people. He he took a, a couple congressmen. He took a, like people who work in like tax collections, insurance bureaus, uh, stuff like that. And then he puts them in a room. And has them figure out his jigsaw puzzle. That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think like halfway through the series, he actually recruits 
uh, one of the people. That, that he chained his, up? That he chained up. And his plan all along was to make sure that she stayed alive. Huh. Uh, because she felt that she was savable and like she had no idea she had the same illness as him or something like that or like it was his daughter yeah. I can't I can't remember uh, something but it, it's really fucking good and uh, it makes me wonder how many of these serial killers are out there or maybe not even serial killers how many people there's got to be more than just the serial killers that we are covering because there's people being murdered left and right and there's or missing you know, left and right. Yeah, yeah. There's gotta be so many more out there that are being yeah. these jigsaws, that are being these, uh, you know, vigilantes. Uh, there's gotta be. I think that you know, from seeing, just from my perspective of the few things I've seen already, the amount of effort it takes to be a scientist or a police officer or a detective or any of these profession, any profession at all, you know, we, the amount we know is so tiny to amount compared to the amount we don't, don't know. The reason why I'll give you things. Oh, this is, this is a great segue into this. The reason why your idea, not just you specifically, but anybody's idea of like, man, why hasn't somebody created this yet? Is because it takes a lot of work. <laughs> People don't expect, don't start, start seeing how much, you know, dedication and money and time is spent into any research or education or or development or production like you know now that you've researched a few things that it takes a million more hands than you expected originally to do anything mm-hmm. so when it comes to these murders these serial killers these missing people it takes a million more hands than you expect these these you imagine yourself walking out into the woods and being like okay i know there's a girl missing I know within 500 miles of my area, here's a drop of blood. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. So these, these detectives have more training than you do, but come on, man. That training isn't everything. It's a hard freaking job. Like Mm -hmm. imagine me, imagine, imagine I've never committed a crime. I'm pretty much, you know, a perfect citizen of society. You could be a serial killer, Travis. I could be a serial killer, bro. I could, or I could go missing the next day. I don't contact enough people on my daily basis to be like, "Oh, Travis has been gone for three days." That's unusual. That's not unusual for Travis. Travis will be gone for two weeks, and then it gets kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Where I are would you be right dead. <laughs> That's what I'm not telling what you. Are you because serial killer, I've been killing people. Uh, we got to so, send them in. We got them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not killing anybody. I. You know, I, people. I, I'm around people right now, so I they know I'm alive. And they know I'm good. But well, the thing is, it's just so easy to slip up or to 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 blame people for not knowing and not being good at their job when you have no idea what goes behind their job. You know, people yell and scream about, "Oh man, this guy really shitted me out on my bill." Bro, you know why your bill is so expensive? Because this guy had a train for X amount of years. He had to get the product from these amount of people. That product had to be created by X amount of people. The amount of things that go into things and oh, it's mind-boggling when people start to think about it. People, people don't understand. They they just want to like complain about how crazy expensive something is and never actually yeah. like take time to learn why. Is it? You know, you know what they should put down on receipts, which they kind of do, but they don't. Um, you can't really put this on every receipt because shopping at Walmart or something like that. But like, you can literally, 
We let's say I bought from name a name a tool company. Uh, Craftsman. Craftsman. You buy one single wrench, and it's forty four dollars. You're like, why the fuck is it forty four dollars on this receipt? It should tell you everything. Material block. You know, yeah. you used this many percent of material block divided by you know this much is how much yeah. you paid for out of this block. Then the machine you used. One percent of this machine's life to make this wrench, you know, mm-hmm. they're not going to do this, but it it would be kind of interesting. Like, oh, now I understand why my wrench costs forty four dollars. Oh yeah, well the last twenty two dollars you marked up, that's the only thing that I don't agree with. But everything else mm-hmm. makes sense, you know. That would be Employee, a fantastic pay, series. Pay I would love wrench. to watch that. Yeah, it's just a, a breakdown that you can request it, kind of like yeah, you can buy chemicals and you don't need to have the material data sheet, but you can request for a material data sheet. Even though it's required to come with every, any kind of chemicals, but you, you don't buy fucking uh, Fabuloso in the store and get an SDS for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good point. It's a really good point, actually. That, but you uh, should be able to request it. Yeah. Cost breakdown. Yeah, kind of. Kind of like, what have they, they, they been doing that a lot lately in restaurants, but. Yeah. Showing you how the ingredients and everything, but. Hmm. It is okay. Let's let's to, me to go. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. I had a great time talking to you, man. I really appreciate you coming live yeah. with me on my podcast and having our I, having our talk. I, I'm glad. I'm I'm a guest. Thank you for having me. We should do this yeah. again next week, next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. We, I'll make sure we that we have, have it all planned out and we have uh, the people know. We have, we had a total of 16 listeners, five at a time, and currently we have three listeners. David Spencer, thank you for coming in. Uh, you're catching us on the back end, but we will be podcasting again next Saturday, same time. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are interested, we also have put these on pod- on uh, Spotify and on Google Playlists. All you have to search out is Borderline Wholesome Vibes. Or you could just search up my name, Travis Hunter, under podcasts, and you should find the uh, a, a lumberjack with a beautiful uh, sunset with a palm tree, leaning against a palm tree and an axe. That's what my emblem is, courtesy of Cover Me Carrots on Instagram. Uh, we will be going live next Saturday, and on Thursday, I'll be going live with a stranger or with a friend, depending on how uh, scheduling goes. So I look forward to hearing you guys all again. And thank you, anybody who participated and followed. All right. Well, it is time to say ciao. And later, bud. I will send you a message. Looking forward to it. Love you guys. Love you, bye.